Are we going to have ice cream? Sure, we can have ice cream. Heck yeah, we can have ice cream. This is great. That's what we're... (laughs) Got his brand new scoop there. (laughs) He's got it all. Oh my goodness. Oh, this is going to be a good one. We got wrestling in the background. All kinds of stuff coming out of a paper baggie. Oh, 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 black raspberry. The big dog. Oh my goodness. This is a first here at the Aggressive Life. Kind I'm of a, gonna be a flavor pa- of the month right there. Oh, chocolate coconut almond. Oh, oh man, oh it's good. so Ready? good. Another one. Well, you have another one. Midnight have, snack. Oh, you have midnight. You, you have a, had that. Do you have ever. mint chocolate chip in there? Oh, man. I should have asked. Oh. Well, here's a question for you, too. Why did you stop putting the green food coloring into your mint chocolate chip? That's a great question. It is. And uh, so when we went, started to kind of go national, um, you didn't have artificial colors. So um, we couldn't uh, compete on the national level with green food coloring. And so uh, we, it was funny because uh, I remember it really well because I was an anti Anti all natural. I was like, let's have the food coloring. It's you eat with your eyes. Yes, it's the greatest. I, agree. I, yes. Love, I love green. Yes, and uh, we did a whole thing at Taste of Cincinnati one on some on Memorial Day weekend. You know, green or white? Can you tell the difference? And so, I, all weekend long, I would I would give people mint chocolate chip that was white and mint chocolate chip that was green, and see if they could tell the difference. And and they blind we blindfold them and you blindfold and, and it was them. Hilarious and and but so. It's funny you should t- ask that because today we, we had a meeting today and we're talking about mint chocolate chip, mint cookies and cream, the seasonal flavor that's coming out. And uh, we're talking about can we should we bring back because now that nowadays they have some all natural green colors that are, are that are acceptable. So we may bring it back. And you're saying to scale nationally, you couldn't do no, artificial no, additives. The people that we were competing with nationally on the national market. All, were, were, you know, touting. We wanted to say we were all natural, oh, okay. you know, all natural and Oh, yeah, because that, people know. who eat ice cream, it's <laughs> really important to be healthy. <laughs> yeah, we're really, well, really. You know. I guess I guess everyone should know here who's who I got here today. I have Chip Grater. He is the, uh, he is the head leader, head honcho. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm just one of the, one of the folks that's, Happy to be there and and get 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 call, call at my workplace and come there every no, day. And, no, no, sorry. Your name yeah. is Chip Grater. Grater's yeah. ice cream, as in chocolate chip, mint chocolate chip. That's. Well, did your parents name your other other siblings like uh, you know Rocky Road, <laughs> yeah. Grater, ice Scoop, and Candy, and, and yeah, no. I was I was telling Caleb my my uh, real name is Lewis Charles. I'm the third, so I was a chip off the old block, <laughs> and so I was named after my dad, and so that's. Uh, but, that's but chip cool. worked out okay. It sure did. Yeah. So your dad, German immigrant, comes over. My great grandfather. Great grandfather. I'm a dad. No, right. I mean, yeah. 150 years ago, let's just make, give the specs, just because people, a lot of people don't know, especially who aren't in Cincinnati, which we have people from all over the all over the world who are part of the aggressive life here. Nice. Four generations later, it's transformed into a multi-million dollar business, found in 46 different states, ships 300,000 pints in mail order every year. It was really, I think when it really went catastrophic, catastrophic. Seismic. Seismic. Seismic dirt? Come on. Was when Oprah said it was one of the best things you could buy, and she just made it happen. And I I, I want to talk to you about that, see what that actually did your bottom line. Still run by the family. I'm talking about, again, Grater's Ice Cream. I've got in the studio Chip Grater himself. He's got ice creams for me to sample here. He didn't just inherit a good name. Uh, he has also inherited a great work ethic, so I want to talk to him as the chief of retail operations. What's it like to be an ice cream guy every day? What kind of decisions do you make in the ice cream business? All that and more. Chip Grader, welcome to The Aggressive Life. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, super excited to be here and uh, talk ice cream and, and maybe eat a little on the way, too. Yeah, I agree. You're unpacking it there. I, I really am. good. I'm, I'm I've done it a few times. Now, one of the things that uh, I wanted to 
make sure that we get the skinny on. Yeah. I understand you have an ancient process with copper pots. That's how you make this. Or give us what's the differentiator with you in terms of production? Sure, that, that and that is the differentiator. It is. really. So we make ice cream literally two two gallons at a time with with uh, f- these things called French pots, and uh, essentially it's a um, a stainless steel pot that's. Um, it, you know, with a motor on top, a shaft. That's our black raspberry mm. chocolate chip. So oh, yeah. it's our number one flavor, it and is. and hmm. it's uh, it's been pretty popular over the years. But so that shaft goes down to the bottom of that pot, and that pot is um, swimming around in essentially brine. So it's about fifteen degrees below zero, liquid salt uh, mm. water. Huh. And so we pour in two gallons of our ice cream mix, and about twelve minutes later. Um, it's it's circling around in that in that 15 degree below zero um, ice bath. It starts to freeze, and so it it essentially gets to be this kind of consistency of cake batter. And so at that point in time, um, if we're making something like vanilla, it gets pulled out with a paddle, and it's very laborious and and it's very cool to watch. Um, but if it was a chip flavor, at that point in time, we're going to take uh, take that ice cream and we're going to what we call run it up the sides of that pot. So we take a paddle and we run the ice cream all up the sides of that pot and we pour. So let's say if it's a black raspberry, yeah. we're going to pour 32 ounces of uh, dark chocolate, melted dark chocolate in that pot. And it's going to coat the sides of that, that pot. Which is coated ice with ice cream. You got it. Okay. And then we're going to take a paddle and a blade and uh, just chunk that chocolate all up. And so that's why it gets, that's why sometimes you get a pint that has too much chips in it. Sometimes it's not enough. It's, it's very random. But well, well, um, what's so fascinating about your chips, Chip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't heard that lie before. What's so fascinating about your chips, Chip, yes. is how is it that it's in frozen matter, but right. the chips are always nice and soft and they great? don't break your teeth? Yeah, yeah, it is great. What What is that? So we add, we add a little bit of, um, soybean oil to it, um, a super high-end expeller-pressed huh. soybean oil to the chocolate, to the melted chocolate, and that's what gives it that really nice mouth feel, and it's smooth, and it's and it's uh, it melts well in your mouth. So that's what that that's So what that I'm does. just eating away yeah. this stuff. So you give me dirt. You in on this or not? Yeah, I'm going to get some for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. No, sure. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, you, you can have it. Dirt can have it when you're... Like when you're done using it, give the dirt because it will be dirty. Oh. And, and yes, yes, the well, last yes, to be it'll be very, Yeah, he's the last one to be served. Not because he's not as important, but because uh, you know. Well, yeah, he's 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 a very biologically challenged person. Let's put it that way. Oh man, it's rough around here. <laughs> dirt owns it. Gosh, he, he owns it. Yeah. Well, so I, I've been calling him Caleb because I thought. Yeah, that's who, and you didn't correct me. No, so no. I'm, I'm, I apologize because uh, Caleb was who I was, <coughs> who that's said was going to meet name. me out yeah. by the coffee. Uh, that's my given name. Oh no, this is, is interesting. <coughs> gotcha. Yeah, this is really interesting, Chip. Oh yeah. Like I tell you, I've oh. never had any graders that's chocolate because or chocolate is because I'm more a vanilla guy. But this is what? What is this right here? This is that is one of our seasonal flavors. It's called wow. chocolate coconut almond chocolate chips. Wow, so it's dude! Wow, almonds, coconut, Jeez. And chocolate chips, fluffy. Yeah. Mm, oh man. Okay. Okay, so let's go back to. I'm just gonna. I don't know how many calories I'm gonna pack on. Just well, turn no, those labels. Just, you eat a few turn bites. those labels around so I can't no, see how no, many no, calories no. in this thing. It's all in moderation. So, let's go back to how you make this. Yes. Which one's this now? That's our Madagascar vanilla. It's my yeah. favorite. Ooh, I've my never favorite had flavor. this. This you is your favorite? No. It's just basic vanilla? It's basic vanilla. No, because my wife's basic vanilla. It's the top of the line vanilla. Okay, but it's not, it doesn't have... Um, no chip, no nothing in no. it. It's just pure... That's why you try, that's why you test that flavor of every place you go because, you know, you can tell good ice creams mm-hmm. by their vanilla. But, and vanilla is, you're, you're totally right. Vanilla... It rolls versus. I don't know. I really. I mean, I mean, there's certain seasonal flavors I love: peach, you know, strawberry chip, blah blah. I mean, those are all great. Those are great flavors. Black raspberry chip, amazing. Right. But vanilla, just man, it just does it. So me. you take this. Um, you said ice cream mix. So so and yeah. So what? Right now we're at the point where we've been about 14, 14 minutes or so in the process. Our ice cream uh, is is ready to come out of that pot. That French pot. So we take a paddle, and we and we take all that ice cream out of that pot 
just with a paddle. It's it's a it's a. It used to be a, when I was a kid. It was a wood oak paddle. My um my uncle would every morning be sharpening these uh, wood paddles, sharpening. and that's yeah yeah. So and now we've got a special like kind of food safe kind of real high quality kind of paddle that we take take the ice cream out of that French pot with, and either we put it into a, a bucket. A stainless steel bucket that we're gonna we're gonna pack our pints at. See what the crazy part is: every single one of these pints is packed by hand. So if you go online, really, yes, stupid. I mean, wow. Because because ice cream's not. My brother termed it as being not pumpable, so we can't pump our ice cream because it has chips in it and so forth, and inclusions, lots of inclusions. So inclusions, it, what's that? Um, like a chocolate chip is an inclusion, like this midnight snack. Yeah. Oh my gosh, talk about inclusions. It's got like oh, I want to be. I want to be included. Yeah, I want to be included be. in that inclusion. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so, so, um, and so it either gets packed into mm-hmm. a bucket that we're going to buck dip out of in our retail stores, or it's going to get packed um, into a stainless steel like bucket that we're going to take a, a spade, uh, like a big spoon, and we take this big spoon and we take it and scoop the ice cream and, and, and fill these pints every one of them millions of them all packed by hand there's a guy there's a bunch of guys or a woman or whatever yes. doing this by hand absolutely 100% My it's amazing word. unbelievable you should come see it I would love to come it's, see it it's an amazing it's, an, it's, it's very cool you would love it when did yeah. when did the business start to take off or was it always just slow and steady rising up what was it like slow and steady but you know we've had like peaks and valleys too so you know um, I, I think, um, you know, my great grandfather kind of lived in Indiana, probably hated his life on the farm, a bunch of really strict German parents. So he came to Cincinnati, started making ice cream in, in, in the morning and sold it out of a cart in the afternoon, you know, and then he, and, and he was pretty successful, I think, you know, and, yeah. and then eventually he, um, found, found a wife and he married and, and they moved to Walnut Hills and, uh, and they had a store in Walnut Hills, and 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 they did they were doing okay. He was uh, tragically killed in a car streetcar accident, so she was left with her two boys and uh, this business. Her name was Regina. And this was nineteen nineteen something like that. Mm. And wow. so she she was she was really the one that we really looked to as that got us to where we are today, uh, because she kept the business. Um, a woman of that day to do that is just was unheard of. Um, she took her two boys. One was my grandfather, Wilmer, and, uh, and her, her, um, my great-uncle, Paul. And so the three of them focused on that business and, and continued to grow it. She, uh, like if you look at our Hyde Park store, our Ludlow store, she's still on those leases. We've been there since the 20s. She wrote, she signed for those stores. Um, so she was an incredible pioneer of her day. In the early 2000s, she was inducted into the Greater Cincinnati Business Hall of Fame, oh, which wow. was a great honor for her. We So we built a new factory in 2010, and we re- named the street after her. Oh, so, interesting. So, yeah. So, How many stores do you guys have total? So we have uh, 56 stores in, in uh, nine cities and five states. So mostly Midwest, right? You know, a couple in Chicago, a couple in Cleveland, Pittsburgh, but mostly Columbus, Louisville, Cincinnati, Dayton. And let's so, be real. Yeah. You are the, the the best ice cream made, right? I, what ice cream is not good? I mean, I love all ice cream. Uh, I, love, I, I mean, but I would say this. I would say that the ingredients we buy are simply the best, the best ingredients. The chocolate that we use is the same chocolate fine confectioners use to make candy with. You know, our, our, our vanilla, the, all the ingredients, top of, you know, our fruits all from come from the best fruit growers in America, mostly Pacific Northwest. Um, so yeah, so that's fantastic. Then, then it goes to the technique, how we make it. And, and so nobody makes, I don't, I don't know of anybody that makes it, you know, two, two and a half gallons at a time, right. all packed by hand. Um, I mean, that's so much, there's so much labor and all of that. Yeah. And, uh, but so are we the best? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, sure. I think we're 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 absolutely one of the best. I mean, you know. Well, I don't know anybody who visits me in Cincinnati, who I take them, I take them to graders, and they don't roll their eyes and go, "Oh my gosh, this is the best ice cream." I don't. I don't know anybody. Every well, dirt. Do you? Do you know anybody? Who, nobody. Everybody yeah, nobody. says that. You know, I guess there's a good outfit 100%. in Columbus. Someone told me about that. Um, 
Jenny's? Yeah. Jenny's, that's yeah. right. Okay. Jenny's, yeah. And it's the crazy thing is uh, she actually worked for Graders, like in high school. Oh, she did? Yeah. She's a real person? She's a real person. But she worked for you, so she took all your ideas. Probably. Every one of them. <laughs> she's been, no. Actually, she's the darling of Columbus. Is she? She's uh, a, a woman that's done an incredible job uh, growing a business. She's huge. She's big. She's in cities she's all she's over. She's overweight because she has no, ice cream. No, no, she looks great. She's <laughs> she's in cities all over the country, so I'm she's sorry. done really well. I, I feel like I'm sampling beer here right now. No, I'm oh. sampling ice cream. I'm starting to get a buzz here. Yeah, I love it. It's like so I'm, much good. Sugar. I'm saying That's things good. I would always say once I've had about six beers. <laughs> Well, good. Good. Are you sure there's no alcohol in None. this stuff here? I didn't bring any of that. No, I didn't. So. Oh, wow. So, all right. Yes. So back to your success. Yes. You guys have been growing. I just don't think there's much like it. It's really, it's just really, really impressive. Well, who are your competitors? Obviously, we mentioned a good one in Columbus. You got Jenny, yeah, that huge. beautiful <laughs> sweetheart of a woman, yes, exactly. crafted after Mother Mary herself. Yes. Just a really good woman. And then you've got, um, uh, I don't know what, ben, are Ben and Jerry's a sure. competitor? And, well, so anything on the grocery store shelves is a competitor. You know, our, our grocery store. Well, they're a competitor in terms of yeah. in terms of their you're competing for sales, but they're not the same caliber no, or quality I mean, as no. this, right? They're they're mass produced. They're mass produced ice cream. So yeah, I think I like the vanilla best. I see? do. I see. I, I'm no. This is great, Chip. Okay, so uh, the the company. When did you know that this is going to be your life? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. I think, you know, it's funny. My dad never, ever pressured me into wanting to necessarily come into the business. I worked in it all my life, and, and I was always in retail. All through high school, I was at one of our stores, uh, just, you know, soda jerk. And then through college, I, I worked for our maintenance department, and then I got out of college. I had a job somewhere else, and and, uh, and my aunt and uncle took me to lunch one day in nineteen. 19- 89-ish or so, and said, hey, we'd really like you to come back to the business. It could use you. That I'm like, oh, okay. So I probably, you know, and I came back, and um, and I hated it. You did? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, wow. Absolutely hated it. It took me probably a year or two to kind of get my feet under me and really start to feel different about the business and where it was going. And it was just a different time. It was, um, we were very small. We had 12, 14 stores back then. Huh. And, uh, so it was, it was, uh, you know, just a little gritty ice cream business that was run by my, my, the, the third generation, which was my dad, my aunt and my uncle. Is there so, a yeah. next level for Grader's ice cream? Well, I mean, we've, we've taken it to the next level a number of times, you know, we, in the, in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, we started working with Kroger's. And so they kind of asked us to do a test market in Denver. Supposedly, that's where all the the studies say that that's where the the most high end ice cream is is purchased in Denver. So really, yeah. So we use the the Kroger brand out there, King Supers, and we uh, put it in a few stores out there. It, it did really really well. Um, soon Dallas came a calling, and we moved to Dallas, and then we just continued to grow um, in the in the grocery store retail end of the end of the business, and um, things were going well. And we realized that our our factory in Mount Auburn, um, that was a hundred and plus year old factory, wasn't going to be able to, to produce enough ice cream to, uh, to get where we needed to go. And also we had to, we had to improve. So, so we, in 2008 or nine, we, the, the, it was now at this point in time, my brother, my cousin and I, my, my brother's in charge of making ice cream. My cousin is our CEO and I'm just along for the ride. And so we we decided to build a new factory, in, and so in 2010, we opened a new factory in Bond Hill, and uh, that was state-of-the-art. It was modern on the front end of our productions. You know, we get ice cream in and milk and cream and everything in big quantities yep. and all different, And but we still went back to making it the exact same way we did for, forever, two gallons at a time. And then once you got that ice cream made and packed, it then went on... Uh, conveyor belt to the freezer to a palletizer and all this other stuff but but making it the core the way we made it the core of our business is how we make it and so I still can't get over that one of these pint things there's a guy packing that you must have some wooden mold that fills in so he can jam the ice cream in there what's the I mean he certainly doesn't take the cup in one hand yes cups in one hand 
Really? There's a, a uh, he has a stainless steel bucket here yeah. with with filled with ice cream, and he takes a like a big spoon. It's like a big looking spoon, and he takes that ice and it's so the ice cream's soft. Oh, you know, it's soft. soft. It's like it's like cake batter, kind of like right now. Oh, okay. So he takes All that right. spoon, takes him about five seconds, really, to pint a pint. So he takes it, Sheesh. fills it in there. Probably takes two scoops out of that bucket to fill that pint with this spade, this big spoon, and uh, he'll pound it on the on the freezer a little bit, get it settled in there, make sure, and then it goes on to, you know, that then it goes to modern again. It goes to a conveyor belt, and then it gets a lid put on it, gets wiped off, and then it goes through a big kind of a blast freezer. Gets it so it goes from about you know, uh, in, probably in the twenties to zero degrees in about an hour and a half when it goes through the blast oh, freezer. Okay, so, yeah. So. so I'm curious also, when when I asked you, is the business growing? And obviously it is. My follow-up question was going to be that of, does your business always have to grow? You know, what, what, do, you have a, do you have a personal opinion on that? Like most, most people would say in the world business, if you're not growing, you're dying. Sure. Grow, yeah. grow, 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 grow. But then I've, I've, I've stumbled upon some people that have just said, no, no, it's, uh, it's good the way it is right now. And um no, no, it's going to be good. So, I, 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 yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I feel it. We're living it. So my generation, which is I, I, I talked about, my brother, my cousin, and I, we've done a tremendous amount. Uh, we've changed our business uh, and, and grown it mul- by multiples. Um, and, and so by in terms of people, and I'd say that's pretty much the key to our success, I would say, is when my parents' generation ran it, they were the chiefs and there was a bunch of Indians. What we did is we hired a, a bunch of chiefs hmm. to work the business along with us. So that was the key key thing for us is we have incredible people that help run, help us to run the business. So that's very important part of the whole success of our of our of us is is having really incredible people to help us do that. So, um, but we built a factory. We bought back two franchisees. So right now we have no more franchisees. All fifty six stores are family owned. Oh really? Um, yeah. So interesting. Um, so it's it's been a it's been a a great you know there's been a lot of things that we've 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 done my generation has done to grow the business so now we're coming to we're all my my generation's all kind of getting their sixty ish we're all about sixty my my brother's uh you know he's a couple years from retirement so you know it's like so do we how much how much risk et cetera do we right. want to take on so for and so there's a next generation there's a fifth generation um that's all we have one one person out of the fifth generation started we have others that are you know so what we've um fifth generation s- in the greater family yes in the greater family so Very what we've always cool. said is Very cool. you know to our kids um i have three boys and my cousin has a couple kids my brother has three girls we've always said hey go to college get an education if you if you want to go to college and then um go out Work somewhere else. Try and uh, make something of yourself and, and and do well. And then hopefully you'll co- be able to come back in five years or so and and uh, bring something to the business that is lacking. So that's now what's happening. So the next generation is kind of starting to come back. And uh, started with my my brother's uh, my brother's um, middle daughter Annie. Mm-hmm. She's coming back and she's back. And uh, so yeah. So it's. Um, so the next next generation is it's uh, ready for them to put their stamp on it, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, there's uh, uh, lots of things. We're continue to grow um, retail wise. That's kind of a, a big thing for us. So we continue to build new stores. Um, that's kind of what I do is build new stores right now. The other big thing is, do we add on or build more onto our factory? Right. You know, do we build more capacity? So we, I think we've kind of all decided that's kind of for the next generation, maybe because that's a a huge, huge number. So, right. So, yeah. because uh, just for people who don't run businesses, everyone would say, "Well, of course, of course." Well, yeah, that means like you take out a loan for that Absolutely. much yeah. more space, and are you sure you can sell the stuff for exactly. that much more? Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. you know, I mean, we did that in two thousand and in ten. <clears throat> we we took out a loan to build this factory and flipped the coin, and we were lucky that we were able to. Work with a bunch of good partners, grocery partners, and so we've continued to to been been able to sell that. And we've, you know, we have a lot of retail stores now too, so that helps. How many square feet is your factory? Do you built twenty eight thousand. All right. So it's, um, I mean, it's not huge. It could be. We'd love to have it bigger now. You know, now it'd be. It's at capacity right now. It is. So we, we, those are decisions we're going to have to. We're going to have to come. Have to. you seen Willy Wonka? 
Well, yeah. <laughs> Not the newest one, though. <laughs> yeah, okay. I haven't seen the newest no. one either. I just thought there's got to be some more. There's more parallels probably with Willy Wonka in your job than my job. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you said the company bought back all the franchise yes. stores. Why? Yes. Uh, well, so in 2010, our Columbus franchise, which was our biggest franchise, they they wanted out. And so they came to the table with uh, with somebody else that was going to buy it. And uh, we had the right of first refusal. And so we said, you know, even though we just took on this huge factory, we said, we're going to buy that franchise back. And because we felt we met the, the possible, possible new franchisee and, and we felt – um, just much better about keeping it in the family and, and having it under our control. So mm. that's what we did. Okay. So, yeah. You talked about this, the different generations that are, that are coming up <clears throat> next generation, fifth generation. It's pretty impressive. I've been going through a book on the Astor family. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with the book? No, but yeah. I know the, I know the fam. I've watched, uh, the Gilded Age. Yeah, right. Like right he, in that yeah, area. Yeah. There's a guy who used to be on staff. His uh, his great-grandmother, I think it was, was Lady Astor. Ooh. And she's the woman who yeah. they tell the stories about her and Winston Churchill would go toe-to-toe all the time. And so Winston Churchill did stuff like uh, – uh, actually, she said to Winston Churchill one time, she said, Winston Churchill, you are drunk. <laughs> and he said to her, he said, Lady Astor, you are ugly, oh. but in the morning, I'll be sober. Oh, that's, that's rough. <laughs> the, other, the other great one was, she said to, Lady Astor said to one, she said, if you were my husband, I would poison your tea. And Winston Churchill said, well, if you were my wife, I would drink it. <laughs> oh, man. I know. Serious. Anyway, Jeez. anyway, so I thought, oh, I don't know too much about the Astors, so I've been um, going through it. It's actually, I'm going through it on um, on Spotify, actually. I, I've always got my Audible uh, books, audio books on Audible, and right. then realized, like, if you have Spotify Premium, no ads, all these books are included. So I'm probably canceling my... Audible yeah. thing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, uh, I, I'm going through it, and uh, Anderson Cooper yep. is the narrator oh, cool. who comes from the Gilded Age. He yeah, comes right. from the Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. right. <clears throat> and um, as he's going through this whole thing, uh, I, I remember what someone said before, which generally is true, and that is the first generation may make the money, they set the stage. The second generation very frequently blows it out. That's happened with the Vanderbilts and with, uh, I think it's John Astor right now where I am the book. Vanderbilts was the second guy after Cornelius Admiral Vanderbilt. When he died, the next guy came in and said, hey, we're getting into railroads. And bam, took off. And I think that's what's going to happen with this Astor book I'm in right now. But then the third generation, what very frequently happens is when it starts to go, starts to go downhill. You're five generations in. You're not. You didn't go downhill after third generation, or did you? You're starting to smile here. No, no. So how? What? What's different with the greater family that you've got? You got this thing uh, licked. Uh, well, I should probably just say as many uh, food yeah, metaphors I can. You should. As you got this good. licked. That was good. How did you? How did you take a bite out of that? <laughs> out of the frozen tundra. So, I mean, I think you have to look back at the generation before you and what they've taught you and what they've. You know their, what their values have been and what they've stood for, and their work ethic, and and those are all the things I think you have to look back at, at my parents' generation and say, you know, they 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 suffered. I mean, they suffered much more than than my generation. I and mean, we've you know we've done a lot and we work hard, but we don't work hard like they did. Right. I mean, they were seven days a week, twelve hour days. Yeah. I mean, it's what I remember. My dad was never, my dad was never never home. He was working. Working, working, working. And, uh, you know, you got to respect that. And uh, you, I absolutely, my aunt, she's, I still work with her every day. She's amazing, um, an amazing woman. She's 80. She still goes out in the stores. She's in the stores every day. Mm. And uh, so you, you got to take from that and, and, and look very positively on it and hopefully uh, take some of that and put it into your own life and what you do. So for sure, yeah. the best thing about us is we've, we've had a great – generation to look up to and follow in so but other i would think some of those other examples had a great generation to look up to as well but maybe not maybe I the think also, maybe the villain weren't i don't know well i think also you, you know what we've done is make money put it back in the business so you got to you got to talk about that a lot as well you know we've we've made plenty of money but we 
we built this factory, this huge factory. We we have another factory, and we have two factories. So we're continually reinvesting in in our in our plants and and our people. So you know, I mean, yeah. I think that's the, that's the key. Is is you know, you may you, you know, you make make a lot of money and all, but you got to keep putting it back right. into the business. That's job one. So sorry to get too personal here, but it's no. called the aggressive life. Yeah. How many people have a financial ownership stake in graders? Um, right now, well, I mean, all of us, I think that I like to all think we're all, you know, all of our employees are part of the, part of the greater family in some respects. Yes, so they yes. all have a financial stake in it in terms yeah. of bonus or whatever. But, but, um, there's three of us, there's three owners three right owners. now, three right, owners now on paper. Right, right now. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. So, so how long do you think you're going to do what you're doing? Out of all three of us, I'm the one that's probably going to stick around the longest. Oh, probably. really? Yeah. Well, you know, just cause I like it a lot, but, yeah. but I don't know. What do you like? You like the ice cream? You like the the leadership the challenges? The, you like the, I like what, all. What I like, like it all. I like I like the day to day challenge. I, I like working with our teams. I'm I'm just you know I'm I'm fairly old fashioned. My my dad worked till he was eighty six. You know I like that. My aunt's eighty, still working every day. You know those are good. That's good stuff. It keeps keeps you out of trouble. Having a place to go. Yes. A purpose keeps you living. How old are you right now? 60. 60. And so you have no end in sight. You were... I mean, no, I mean, maybe, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I should ask my wife, probably. <laughs> probably, right? <laughs> no, but obviously we've, we talk about things like that. But no, I think, I think there'll be a day that maybe, you know, I maybe take a you know, two-week vacation come January instead of one week or a few days or something like that. But, right. you know, I, I think we'll take a little more time here and there for one another. But, but I still plan on absolutely working. Yeah, I I came out in the last uh, couple years, year and a half or so. I said, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in my current role till I'm 70. I'm gonna be senior pastor crushes till I'm 70, which is kind of kind of up there because most people are 65, 60, and and truth be known, a lot of a lot of my peers have been phoning it in since they've been 55. You know, they they stopped taking the risks. They're stop. They they've stopped innovating. They're just yeah. they're just doing what they know and doing and all that stuff. Yeah, you know. But but at the no, same time, when I said you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't either. But I did say seventy just just so I'd have something out there. So you then, have a number out there, right? So I have yeah. a number out there, yeah. and it also just gets people around you to stop asking the question <laughs> for sure. You know. And yeah. then as a, as it is here over the, over the last period of time, I created another senior position, uh, lead pastor. I'm senior pastor. I've been that in the position for. 28 years, but created a, another position called lead pastor that reports to me that's going to do a lot of the things, a lot of the daily lifting and bread and butter, what makes Crossroads, Crossroads You tick. need that, for sure. I do now. Yeah. I do now. I, did, I didn't really five years ago. I definitely do now. I need to focus on some other creative efforts. I need to free up some mind space for new dreams, but... Um, I'm just, I'm always interested when we talk to people in other industries who are peers, like you know, sure. we're, we're roughly the same age, what their plans are. So that's cool to hear. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, you know, I look forward to continuing to work and add something and, and be a mentor to the next generation. I mean, I want to be around for the next generation. Yes. Like my kids, brother's kids, my cousin's kids. I want to help, help them grow, help them. Sh- sh- I want to show them. So I think that's important. When you walk into a graders, how many, how many horse... Of course, house visits do you, house calls do you make about? Oh, we, uh, I mean, all the time. You do? Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. What I do you mean, look for in a, in a store to get a, an immediate pulse check of whether or not this thing is running right? Oh, uh, I mean. <laughs> uh, I mean. Come on. You well, can I mean, say it. it's outside. You, so, you know, is is the curb swept? Is it is is the, is the driveway clean? Is the landscaping clean? I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'm tremendously a, a neat freak. So I'm not your best friend per se when it comes to some of those things, but um, we have incredible teams and incredible folks that that amaze me every day. So uh, you know, last week I was in our Columbus stores and and our Louisville stores, both both cities last week, and visiting stores. I'm always in the stores. I'm every I, I get to work at five, every about five fifteen every morning um, at our Mount Auburn store. And, uh, 5.15. 5.15. And, uh, and, I, and I work dirt, for... We're such slackers. <laughs> That's early for Oh, my gosh. 5.15. So, so, dirt hasn't gone to bed by 5.15. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people don't know this. Dirt hasn't even had his nighttime nighttime <laughs> teeth brushing by 5.15. <laughs> so we have... Graders has a huge bakery in Cincinnati. So we make donuts, Danish, coffee cakes, cookies, cakes, bread... We do it all out of our, out of our Mount Auburn facility. We have a little store there also, and I mean I love our ice cream, but my weakness is bakery. 
donuts. Look at me. Donuts, you coffee cakes. Oh, what gosh. Are you talking about? I, look at me. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Yeah. Stop it. So, Captain, Captain Modest so, <laughs> over here. I, so I love, so I op- open up the store with, with Janine. And uh, meanwhile, the, you're jamming ice cream down yes. my throat. You have a, a single tablespoon, nothing. I, no, so so I we had a, we had we did taste testing this afternoon. Oh. So I've had a lot of ice cream. Okay, way right. I'm a little buzz going on too much ice cream today. But okay. so I I, I go in at five fifteen, work till seven thirty, and then I go up to our offices in Mount Auburn, and and uh, so you know I I I I've, I live it. I know what it's like to be in the stores. I know what it's like to keep clean stores. So that was your question was, what do yeah, I look for? Yeah, what do you for? notice when yeah. you go in there? So I, I notice everything. I, no, I notice, you know, the area that the customers are going to see, the, around the POS and things like that. Is it clean? Is it is it dirty? Is it got crumbs? Is it, I, I hate all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I am, you'll, they'll, they'll tell you, I'm very, very much a neat freak and, and um, annoying like that. But they, yeah. they, they learn. They learn to live with it. Well, and, you know who, who the person is who, Picks up all the trash, right? What they call him, right? <laughs> the owner. Right, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'm still picking up trash. Yes. Like in our parking lots I, everywhere. It, it, I, I, do I don't it. know how many people have walked by yeah. the, the the lid from the fast food thing. I don't know how many literally dozens of people walked there. But Amen, I'm, brother. I'm right picking, there. I'm right picking there. them up for 28 years, Cheers. man. Yes. Jeez. I'm with you. I, but we have incredible teams that do a lot. But 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 yes, I still I still sweep. I still sweep the lot. I do. I do. I whatever it takes. Yeah. And uh, I like at Mount Auburn. If if you you know our store there, we have a you know I'm the the landscaper there. I I pull the weeds in the summertime. It's what you do. Right. I mean. Right. It's, it's all good. That's serious. It's. It is. That's great. Flying K Ranch. Today's episode is brought to you by them because I believe they're producing some of the most mouth-watering, healthy burgers, steaks, roasts I've ever had. They're in Findlay, Ohio. Flying K raises their beef with no hormones or antibiotics, so you know you're getting the most natural product. It's a family business partnering with state and national certification boards to ensure both cattle and customers are happy. You can find out more, place your orders at Flying kranchangus.com that's flying k ranchangus.com i'm liking it a lot taking care of your health isn't always easy but it should be at least simple that's why for the last 2 years i've been drinking ag1 every day no exceptions at home on a hunting trip Camping off my motorcycle, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel ready to get moving. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. I like to have it in the morning. I have a 12 ounce of water. So right off the bat, I'm I'm helping my hydration every single morning. This is the one product. If I had to recommend one, I'd recommend this one to elevate your health. It's AG1. And that's why I partnered with them for two years. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash aggressive life. That's drinkag1.com slash aggressive life. Get yourself some. One of the things that I've been thinking about uh, a lot about, and I talk to our team here, my day job, um, the staff team at Crossroads, is how hospitality seems to be dead in our country. It seems to be dead. And I've, I'm, I'm just saying that again and again. A couple, couple examples for me. One, most recent. I go to, I rent out a, a little house lodge for my family to go to over Christmas. All the kids, grandkids go. We're there for two nights. It's great. It's built as a bed and breakfast. I go to check in and then the woman says, okay, well, you know, since COVID, since COVID, um, we don't do bed and breakfast. I could see, I see what you're doing already. And I agree. Uh, we don't <clears throat> cook the breakfast anymore since COVID. So we have um, pastries <laughs> that are in the refrigerator for you. And I'm like, okay, okay, I, I, I'm used to this. I'm going, 
Can we stop using COVID for an excuse for bad leadership? Oh, COVID, COVID. Okay, okay, okay. Are you kidding me? Oh, I could take the easy way out and not open up an egg crate and crack an egg, (laughs) not do that work because I can just say COVID germs. I I don't want to hurt you. Well, guess what? It's over. It's long, long, oh, COVID, COVID, can't do COVID. No, no, you're just freaking lazy. You and your organization are lazy. You're lazy. And I don't feel as welcome as I would have before because you're just telling me I'm worth whatever. Another example, when I go to businesses and I go to open the door or churches, I go and this happened to one of the, I did a site visit, one of our sites recently, and I about, you know, lost my I understand. My stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Go to open the door and it's locked and the other side's open. It's like, no, someone's just a lazy ass. <laughs> they unlocked the door, but they didn't want to go down to one knee to open up the little lever. Oh so, it was, and, and this, this, this sends a, a sign to somebody who's coming like, wait, wait, you're open. You're not open. Sure. You want me? <laughs> you don't want me? It's why right over here behind us, we've got Chick-fil-A. It's got four lines. Oh, they're, they're in, in Four <laughs> lines, people waiting in drive through lines. And then you can go to Raisin Cane's right over there. There might be two, two cars in a single line because Chick-fil-A makes you feel like you're wanted, like we want you here. In fact, my it. pleasure, yes. my pleasure. Yep. I think this is a problem with our culture uh, across across the board. Your thoughts? Touches, touches, every, touches everything. I mean— COVID was difficult for everybody. Thankfully, we never closed. We were open the entire time. You were uh, essential. You were essential. Some I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Churches weren't essential. I think but no, ice we, cream. Ice cream. You definitely need to pack more padding yeah, around your hips. I think around this was sold loves of bread. I don't know. I mean, it was crazy. But, you know, thankfully we're open. We, we made it through it. So, um, thankfully, we had three businesses, essentially, our grocery store business, that really carried us. Right. You know, and we also have our ship to you business, uh, where we ship ice cream to you that carried us. Those two businesses, you know, retail wasn't doing great, but we were still open, and uh, our stores with drive-throughs were killing it. So, but huh. yeah, so I am, I'm way over the whole COVID excuse. I absolutely, you know, let's let's get in there and 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 let's get back to business, hundred percent. But. Yeah. What was your question? No, it's just a bit hospitality. Yeah. Oh, hospitality. hospitality. Just, yes. Just, just so, amp on hospitality a little so, bit. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we could always do better. I, I don't ever want to say that we're the shining example. I mean, like Chick-fil-A, absolutely. You know, I think that they're the poster child for good service. But we we do focus on that a ton. Uh, we have a whole training facil- training program. We have good trainers that, that we really talk about our guest service model, which we, we have a guest service model that we talk about and we train and, and so forth. So I think that is one of the number one things. That's what I've always said is I want people to come into Graders and have a, have a good time, um, leave with a smile, leave excited, leave, be, leave happy. Um, so absolutely, that's the most important thing about your visit to Graders, leaving happy and with a smile and excited about your product and yeah. feel it's worth it and... It's hard to find it anymore. I used to have phrases when I was growing up and I was a kid working in retail, phrases that were beat into our brain, like oh. the customer is always right. Yeah, sure. That's the idea. Yeah. Of, even if you're going to lose money in this sale, we want to be hospitable. And I just feel like we don't do that anymore. And I, and I see it like people don't know how to even have people into their homes anymore. We don't know how to welcome someone to home. Our home is our castle. And I put a moat around the outside of it because I don't want anyone in here. And I don't know how to treat you if you do come in here. I think it's a... I think it's a real problem in our country, and, and, and interpersonally it is as well. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right, Chip. <clears throat> now we've come to time oh, dear. for the lightning round. Lightning round. <clears throat> yes, the lightning round. This is, when, this is when I ask you something, and you have to answer it like a bolt of lightning. Like, I, am, I'm, I, I need well thought out. I am not no, on you, the Johnny the, in the trip, spot, let Chip, me tell you. I believe in you. All right. Okay. I, I believe in you. Number one, go. Well, okay, this isn't a lightning round one. It's just one more before lightning round. Okay. This is a warm up for lightning round. Good. I you mentioned that. COVID did really, you did really well with COVID with diversifying. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm yes. curious, did you sell a lot more ice cream in, during COVID? Yeah, that's great. So yeah. about we were about 12% down in retails, in our stores, retail sure. stores, which, you know, but we were 
super up. Um, I don't know the exact percentage, but we were way up in grocery and our ship to you business. That makes sense. So it really helped. People sat home. They wanted to, yeah. they wanted ice cream delivered to them, or they went to the grocery and picked up ice cream. So we were all kind of just hanging out. And uh, so, yeah, so it worked out great. I've got a good buddy of mine, Mark Duber. He's got a, he's got a, uh, gosh, gas station, service station, uh, you know, little quick pickup stuff sure. and go. Yeah. And yeah. He's, his alcohol sales, he said, just were through the roof beginning of COVID. Just <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> Probably like, you know, like your ice cream sales. Sure, yeah. People just trying to escape. Absolutely. And I got to be out. Yeah. And I haven't asked them if they've come back down since COVID, but he just said it, it skyrocketed. So. Yeah, I mean, our, definitely our ice cream sales, our grocery store <laughs> and ship to you absolutely came back down a lot. They so, did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. All right, here we go, Chip. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready? I here am. we go. Yeah, you're ready. I believe in you. Thank you. I believe I, in I you. Need somebody to do this. Here we go. Here okay. we go. Favorite ice cream and you can't say graters. So you're going to have to compliment somebody here. Uh, this is kind of crazy. But I do love uh, like a Dairy Queen vanilla with chocolate dip top. Oh, dude, is that not the truth? I oh, Dairy, I like Queen, Dairy Queen soft serve. No, I, I like it. the Jimmy's. I like the Jimmy's better. Well, Jimmy's are great. I mean, I love... So have you ever had Grater's Jimmy's though? No. They're like real high quality, awesome chocolate. Okay. Dairy Queen. Yeah, okay. But... I love their dip. I love their chocolate. But you guys don't up. do soft serve, right? No. Yeah. No. no. Got to yeah. stick in your lane. Oh, know what you man. know what you do. So well. That stuff but is. But DQ. I, I love a soft serve. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Second, cone yeah. or cup? Cone every day. Toppings or no toppings? No toppings, really. But we do make some incredible fruit toppings. Like we have a candy kitchen at our factory because we make some candies. So we, so we make pineapple topping, red raspberry topping, all in these like copper kettles. It's like, so if you've never had like our raspberry topping or something like that, it's, it's, mm. it's fantastic. It's red, ra ah, it's great. If you did do a cone instead of a cup, sugar or waffle? Sugar all day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Red-blooded American male yes. here, boys and girls. Mm -hmm. Okay. Most aggressive mistake you've made and what you've learned from it. Oh, gosh. Most aggressive mistake. Yes. Uh, not personally, but business-wise, I'd say that the, our, our biggest mistake often is getting into, into property in stores that we shouldn't be in. That are mistakes. Mm. Get talked into. Like you get talked, oh, this is this community really would support a graders like crazy. Da, 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 da. You know, la, 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 la. You know, it'd be great to have a graders here. And then... You know, it's just, it doesn't work. Why, why doesn't it work? Why, why when the experts say it will work, it doesn't work? Are there common factors? Like the income level isn't high enough or what? Uh, I, I would say normally it is location, like traffic-wise. There's not enough traffic, not enough not enough people to, to, to support you. Um, parking is hugely important. It's got to be able to e get in and out easily. Um, I don't think I'd hardly even want to consider making a store without a drive through now. Pre-COVID? I, I, I wanted you to come in, mm. come in. I got other things to sell you, ah, you know, but now I'm like, drive-thrus are king. Mm. And I'm kind of sad about that personally, because I like, I don't go through drive-thrus. I like to go in. I like to look the guy in the eye. I like to, you know, just see what's going on. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'd say that's the biggest mistake we've made. I, I feel like is putting in stores that we shouldn't have been there. We shouldn't have done that. So any new flavors on the horizon? So, yeah, I was talking to you about that. So today uh, we have a flavored team that we kind of get together. Uh, yeah. And so we always come out in the summertime from Mother's Day until about Labor Day, um, five or six different what we call bonus flavors. And so uh, we, were talk we were testing those bonus flavors today. So we got a lot of new kind of uh, indulgent kind of uh, flavors that are coming out. This, this will start in, in, in May around Mother's Day. Um, we've got a – we had a – and so hopefully – we have, we also have a mystery You're not going to tell us any of the names of um, these things? One is... Um, you don't have to give us the official name, but yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, a there's, there's one that kind of has, a, kind of has some um, apples in it, kind of an apple pie kind okay. of theme. It's right. pretty good. We, we came out with... Uh, we got some good ones, some really good ones that I've, I think are going to be... Uh, Going to be hits. This uh, last summer, we had our we had a couple that w we had a lemon meringue pie last summer that was a, a huge hit. That'll probably resurface sometime this this uh, this year. Um, so that's kind of exciting. Um, and and for those 
uh, flavors. Yeah. Do you start off a base of vanilla and then dump in these ingredients, or is it different for all of them? It's different for all of them, but uh. but most times the uh, I'm trying to think of like the base vanillas are like chocolate chip or. You know, but most of them like you know midnight snack. That's got a malt base, so that's a kind of a vanilla malt base. Uh, chocolate's a chocolate base. Uh, you know, yeah. mint chocolate chip is 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 a vanilla base with mint mint extract in it, mint that's flavoring cool. in it. Yeah. So all right, last question. Okay. If someone is looking to work at Graders, what is it that you look for in a new hire? Well, I think it would depend if it's retail. It's going to be, you know, if it's somebody for working in our store, it's going to be, you know, obviously smile, attitude. I'm going to talk to you for a little while, kind of get get the feel of you, and 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 it's it's all about attitude. And and do you like do you like to talk to people? Do you like to be with people? Do you like to? Um, and that's what guest service is. It's 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 uh, waiting on guests, right. and you got to like that. So, but if it's for you know another position, I'm going to look at your talent and your and your ability to make bakery or make ice cream. But we'll talk about how you did it in the past. How you you know what are some things that you you know we'd have a long conversation about about. Uh, the job that I have for you. Yeah, so that's cool. Man. I, I think talking to people, yeah. that's what it's about. All right. Chip, this has been fantastic. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask you to talk about? No, I was just excited to come today and, and give you a little history of graders and uh, have some ice cream and uh, enjoy the afternoon. Well, you've, it made this a very enjoyable hour or so. Chip, if someone wants to get a hold of graders, get a hold of you, this is your time just to advertise anything you want. It's 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 the most we can do for you right now. Go ahead. What tell us how to do it. I mean, you know, www.graders.com is our website and and that will put you into touch with everything. Me, our stores, anything. So Chip is going to some really great stuff. I'm loving hearing how he's energetic about his day job. I love how he's got a, a vision and a desire to last and keep going on and on and on and on. I love how he sweats the details. I hope you pick up something here that you can apply to your life. It's not called the interesting thoughts life. It's called the aggressive life. Take something from Chip, put it into action. Let's go. And we'll see you next time on the aggressive life. Thanks for joining us on this journey toward aggressive living. Find more resources, articles, past episodes, and live events over at bryantome.com. My new books, a repackaged edition of The Five Marks of a Man and a brand new Five Marks of a Man tactical guide are open right now on Amazon. If you haven't yet, leave this podcast a rating and review. It really helps get the show in front of new listeners. And if you want to connect, find me on Instagram at Brian Tome. The Aggressive Life is a production of Crossroads Church, Cincinnati, Ohio.